In this episode, we're going to be looking at gender and culture in psychology, specifically cultural bias. A review found that 68% of research participants came from the United States and 96% from industrialised nations. Another review found that 80% of research participants were undergraduates studying psychology. What we know about human behaviour has a strong cultural bias. Henrik et al. coined the term weird to describe the group of people most likely to be studied by psychologists, westernised educated people from industrialised rich democracies. If the norm or standard for a particular behaviour is set by weird people, then the behaviour of people from non-Western, less educated. Ethnocentrism is a form of cultural bias. In psychological research, this may be communicated through a view that any behaviour that does not conform to a European-American standard is somehow deficient or underdeveloped. Ainsworth and Bell's 1970 research on attachment type reflected the norms of US culture. They suggested that ideal secure attachment was defined as a baby showing moderate distress when left alone by the mother figure. This has led to misinterpretation of child-rearing practices in other countries which deviated from the US norm. For example, Japanese babies that are rarely left on their own are more likely to be classed as insecurely attached as they show distress on separation. The facts that psychologists discover may only make sense from the perspective of the culture within which they are discovered. Being able to recognise this is one way of avoiding cultural bias in research. Berry, in 1969, argued that an ethic approach looks at behaviour from outside a given culture and identifies behaviours that are universal. An emic approach functions from inside the culture and identifies behaviours that are specific to that culture. Ainsworth and Bell's research illustrates an imposed ethic. They study behaviours inside a single culture, which was America, and then assumed their ideal attachment type could be applied universally. One limitation is many classic studies are culturally biased. Both Ash and Milgram's original studies were conducted with white middle-class US participants. Replications of these studies in different countries produced rather different results. Ash-type experiments in collectivist cultures found significantly higher rates of conformity than the original studies in the US, an individualist culture. This suggests that understanding of topics such as social influence should only be applied to individualist cultures. As a counterpoint, the individualism and collectivism distinction may no longer apply due to increasing global media. For example, Takano and Osaka in 1999 found that 14 of 15 studies comparing the US and Japan found no evidence of individualist versus collectivist differences. This suggests that cultural bias in research may be less of an issue in more recent psychological research. One strength is the emergence of cultural psychology. Cultural psychology is the study of how people shape and are shaped by their cultural experience. It is an emerging field that takes an emic approach. Research is conducted from inside a culture, often alongside local researchers using culturally based techniques. Fewer cultures are considered when comparing differences, usually just two. This suggests that modern psychologists are mindful of the dangers and cultural bias and are taking steps to avoid it.
Another limitation is ethnic stereotyping. Gould, in 1981, explained how the first intelligence tests led to eugenic social policies in America. During World War I, psychologists gave IQ tests to 1.75 million army recruits. Many test items were ethnocentric, so recruits from Southeastern Europe and African Americans scored lowest and were deemed genetically inferior. This illustrates how cultural bias can be used to justify prejudice and discrimination towards ethnic and cultural groups.